Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse Nelson. We're Conduit Coffee, as always. Hi, Jesse. Hey, Joseph. We're not always here. As almost always. As of 2019. Well, when's the last time we went somewhere else? I think we did some shows from my place a couple of times. But it's pretty much always been here. The Anchorhead. Oh, yeah. Interview. Mm-hmm. Speaking of always being here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, nice yes. segue. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for noticing. Uh, seven, <laughs> seven years. Your seven-year anniversary party is uh, this, next Saturday. Yeah, like this week that we're recording yeah. and when this episode's coming out. Yeah, seven years. Congratulations. We, thank you. Yeah, we turned the roaster on seven years at the end of April and uh, sold our first bag of coffee. Open for business seven years nice. ago this week. Did your week. dad also buy that? No, our first bag <laughs> went to Eddie, our neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I stole nice. the dollar up on the board. Ah, very nice. Yeah. yeah. He was so excited. And, uh, oh, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, a lot's changed in seven years. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I don't even quite know where to start with all that. But, um, yeah, seven-year anniversary is coming out. So if you're hearing this on Thursday, Friday, when the episode comes out, come out on Saturday and hear some live music. And yeah. You know, fly fly to Seattle. Go to, go to Conduit's uh, anniversary party. Saturday, May 11th. Yeah. Five, Joseph, five Joseph will ten. cover your, all your tickets. Just send him a bill. Joseph at coffeeloversradio.com. <laughs> <laughs> I do not endorse this message. Uh, don't, don't try to do that. Um, <laughs> Talking to me or them. Everyone. Everyone. Do not try to do that. So. Seven years. Tell me. Tell me. How does it, how does it feel after seven years? Um, does it feel different after, than after six years? Yes. Well, you certainly have had a lot happen in the last year, and like I, I think so much has happened. I mean, like we were the, just the color of your business has like shifted yeah. a bit as well. Which I mean, is the color of my beard as well in the last couple of years. I think that um, the industry is really changing. Like what we were talking about yeah, yeah. off air coming into this, so I feel like the the dynamic coffee industry has been just kind of relentless in the last year, year, year and a half. So um, I'm really happy to be well past five years and well into just what we're doing and mm-hmm. kind of figuring out our place in the big wide world of coffee you know there's a a friend of mine um this is almost a year ago now i guess but he uh he was very excited that how can i say this without too much self-deprecating just go for it um (laughs) i was complaining i'll just put it out there i was complaining about aspects of the business that Mm -hmm. are frustrating and he just came up and gave me a hug He's like, I am so glad to see that you're finally a small business owner, not just some silly golden-hearted barista. <laughs> He's like, because now you're over it. Now you understand like the amount of work that goes into it and the yeah. life, work balance, and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it was a funny thing to say at the time, but it was really absolutely real that like, like coffee. There's so much cool stuff in coffee, and there's so mm-hmm. many different directions to go. And there's so many fun things to touch on that I. Uh, it's hard not to get. I mean. Well, I, don't know if, I don't know if you can do it without getting overwhelmed, but it was really hard for me not to get overwhelmed with all of it and time just fly by. So finally, it's like, OK, we can be serious and, and be a small business and deal with this stuff. And, yeah. You're about small business owners getting more conservative and things like that. And I don't know if I'm more conservative, but I'm tired. Well, I think <laughs> so. And, and I've noticed this in my own business as well. Like I've figured out at this point, uh, because we are also mentioning, uh, I should say, before we came on air that my seven years will be in December. Um, and then you and I met each other like right around your first year. Yeah. Something like that. Anyways. Um, 
So what I've noticed for myself is that not so much that I'm getting more conservative or like, I mean, there's definitely a tired aspect to a lot of things, but like, I know the things that work and are effective. I know the things that work in my business and are effective. I know the things that I am best at and those kind of things. So from like, I, I certainly do less, but more of the things that are effective. Uh, like my focus has shifted to being more of those things. That's and true. I, I'd say the same for you as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of that's just kind of the industry shaking out. I mean, if you think yeah. about when we opened in 2012, we were all very bright-eyed about every, <laughs> everything that was going to be happening, coffee yeah. and all this kind of yeah. stuff. There were so many little coffee shops and so many little micro-roasters starting and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it's uh, so I feel like the industry has just been just in constant yeah. flux and turmoil and nobody really knowing and the big, the big money, the like large regional and bigger money than that. And the roasters in Seattle, like, or in the region, I should say, like they were totally caught off guard in a lot of ways by these new business models coming in and kind of undercutting them on quality and coolness factor and all that kind of stuff. And now the money's kind of flowing back into that. You know, we see that with the mergers and Nestle and Blue Bottle and Stumptown, all that kind of stuff. Like, so everything's sort of gotten more focused, right? And the business marketing brains behind that cash are now looking back at places like Seattle and really like coming at it hard. Yeah. As it's, I mean, it's as a little scary seeing the, the consolidation of like larger yeah. parts of the business because they create this like spread, like the, yep. the, the larger businesses get gobbled up by the larger businesses and the smaller businesses just yep. kind of fall away. So I've definitely fallen and, into like the Schumacher role, like small is beautiful and just like yeah. doing what we do best, which is being a community center thing here for, coffee and sharing it and sharing what we love and being honest about the prices of coffee and what we have to do to survive and Amazon land down here in, in downtown Seattle. But also I think one of the things you do well, you paying the farmers aside from like roasting coffee, like superbly well, um, you're always one of my top recommendations and, and not because like we do a show together and we're friends, but like you, you make really good cups of coffee. Um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. But I think that one of the things you do most well is is you don't get into the trap of making your business about coffee. Like you use coffee as a vehicle for something else. And that's kind of what I've realized is like, and that's that's the, I think that's the role of roasters in general, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about like the big factors in coffee, you think about the consumer end at the cafe, the baristas, people brewing it, and you think about the farmers, right? And there's roasting, which is a fairly simple process, all in all compared to yeah. the growing and all the yeah, you're, you're doing stuff. the final presentation that's necessary, but it's not, a but it's not the final presentation product. at all. No. Like, so it's like, but roasting the roasting position, the roasting company person is like, you're a weird little spot in between that whole supply yeah. chain that everybody depends on. You turn that green raw product into yeah. something that's brewable. And so it's often overlooked and kind of forgotten about. And it's a, uh, so it's really kind of a fascinating perspective to sort of be at the linchpin of, you, you make it possible like to access all those experiences, obviously, because without the roasting, then you just don't have the coffee and you don't have that connection, that right. taste, and that experience. It's nothing. Uh, I mean, you can say that for many aspects of the business, but like uh, making making what you do about those experiences more than the product itself, I think is really powerful. I think so, too. And that's what's fun. I think that's like the, one of the areas of growth for us is certainly with the the tour experiences, but um, pushing the open houses and just really kind of building the community in this. Do you want to talk more about the 
tour experiences and that side of the business since it's been newer in the last year? Yeah. I mean, it's almost been, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, been at it. Uh, yeah, it's all on our website, conduitcoffee.com on the visit us page under community. But, um, yeah, we're, we, I do a pretty cool little tour of our space and everything. It's not even everything cause it's only two hours, but it's a, it's a somewhat jumbled yeah. word salad. Oh man, I walk, so I walked in today at the end of one of your tours, yeah. and you only had two people here today, and I'm like, you presented so much to these people. It's incredible. They were, yeah, they were rad. Yeah. Um, and they're locals, so mm. hopefully we'll see them again. Oh yeah. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And they listened to our podcast before. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's fantastic, and I really, it's, it's one of the best parts about the new industry for me, a new place to get into it, is just talking about everything mm-hmm. that gets me excited about coffee, and talk about all mm-hmm. that all that stuff. I mean, lately we've had the um, the anniversary of the Rwandan genocide, so we've been bringing up all the geopolitical stuff in Central Africa. Um, it's been heartbreak, the caravan, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really great to see people open their eyes and, mm-hmm. and learn about that cup of coffee yeah. and not feel challenged. I don't, I don't tell people how to drink their coffee. Just that this is what happens in the process to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been fantastic. Uh, we're going to do more. We're going to offer up some latte classes, I think. Either me or Sean are going to teach the latte art classes and kind of do some cool kind of date night things to do here. So the the tour that you do is through Airbnb Experiences, yep. which you are absolutely dominating. I hear that you are the best, the best one in the entire world. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever to have existed. Ever. Uh, this is not uh, hyperbole. This is like you are <laughs> the highest rated one. Uh, um, we're, we're, yeah, we have a pretty high, high rating. <laughs> hopefully the tour today that you met won't give us a lower star rating because of the podcast <laughs> um, um they uh so is i don't know if you want to talk more about that but i'm curious if the other things that you're talking about now are also part of part of this kind of thing yeah so because of the way that the airbnb experience has grown but also the stats that we have as far as experiences in seattle mm-hmm. i would sec- recommend these before i get too far these experiences and not to toot airbnb's horn because they don't need it but their platform is phenomenal for helping people that are passionate about things to get out there and share their passion mm-hmm. and i'm went to the summit which is why we we're talking about it so much but they uh they man they really make us feel at home I'm and really, there's I'm so really many excited for the bunnies the, yeah <laughs> they Everything about the whole organization and all the people there, like everybody, all the all the attendees were other tour experience hosts. And so we're all kind of out there in that sort of jubilant attitude and just learning and learning from each other and all that kind of stuff. And so what they do is they do these experiences all over all over the world. I think we were there in our first 20 in Seattle, but now there's 140 some thousand in the world. Mm. Um, So and that's in like less than two years, two years next month. Um, so they're really expanding quick, but it's a great way to go see your city and learn about the city that you're in and stuff like that. So we have so much traction with, with transplants and new people to the city that hear about Seattle and their coffee, but you can't go and talk to a snobby barista at, you know, anyone, a shop, anyone, a shop that we could name, but like, <laughs> you can't go talk to them and get the experience of everything that goes into that coffee and why no. people give a crap about their cup. Yeah. And, you know, for this, like, that's where we're getting so much traction. That's why I love it. And I feel like after seven years, like man, I remember hearing this when we were starting, like after five, seven years in the industry, you learn a lot about the people and the drama and the ups and downs of small businesses. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy with all that stuff. I'm really happy. It's, uh, 
seven years. Crew's awesome. We got an awesome team. Like I'm just proud of everybody. And do do you want to share what uh, maybe what the hardest thing has been in the seven years, and what or maybe the worst or best things or that? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I would I would think that I, I joke about this. I'm sure I probably said it on the podcast too. It was like the biggest flaw that I had in my business model was that we're wholesale and wholesale means you work with other small business owners and that myself included, we're all, we're all crazy. And so one crazy small business owner, depending on other crazy small business owners for their livelihood is, is a, it's a challenge. Yeah. And, and you know, the city's tough. Um, the biggest underestimate was just how many people were going to move to the city when we signed our lease. And oh, how yeah, yeah. ridiculous the rent prices became and how hard it is to continue making hands-on kind of blue collar coffee and having fun with it in the city that wants flash and retail and not a lot of not a lot of manufacturing at all in the city and coffee is very much food manufacturing like the best freshest most on-hand coffee is close to you and local it's not down in kent you know and so that's that's like the biggest challenge i would think as far as just dealing with that i mean mm-hmm. i think the other obvious ones of small business and cash flow and all those things, of course. Right. But like, one, small business owners are crazy. Two, Seattle's growing like mad. I mean, and three, coffee's relentless. I mean, that's the other thing we're talking. It's like we're only open a few days a week, four days a week. Yeah. But everybody needs coffee. Everybody has questions seven days a week. So, mm-hmm. how do you get the thing that we do every single day down to a four day a week business as far right. as hands on? Mm-hmm. You know, because those pounds of coffee we're selling aren't paying enough to have somebody just sit here and answer your phone calls on the other days right it's a weird thing coffee's coffee strange like it's relentless and um i was just starting to think about how seattle has changed since you started uh, you started beginning of 2012 um i was working in south lake union until the middle of 2011 and i mean it's like an entirely different city there now yeah uh, there was no Amazon at the time. Um, it wasn't. Like, and I don't want to knock the development. I mean, I can say what I want about the architecture style, but style. But the um, there was nothing in Salt Lake Union. No, it was like when when I left there, the newest development was a block north of where I was working, and that was uh, the the newest development was like a new uh, condo building at uh, Westlake and Denny, like right across from the Whole Foods. Oh yeah, like right across from the the community center thing there. But that was before Whole Foods. No, no, no. Whole oh, Foods that was there. Was there. Okay, yeah, Whole Foods was there. Um, but it was like the development was kind of creeping, right? Right. And and we were in we were just a block uh, block north of that. Sorry, I got my directions wrong. Um, it's a cardinal rule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we were just a block north of that in like a really old, junky building. So <laughs> <laughs> too too soon. Probably. Seattle's growing like crazy. It is. Uh, sometimes I wonder if I'll ever live to see the city without construction throughout it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the spots where it's like, well, the city that I fell in love with as a kid and moved out here right out of college as soon as I could and or right out of high school before college. Like, mm-hmm. It's a place that's can't afford it anymore. Yeah. You know, that's that's reality. Um, I mean, there's things you can do to kind of get by, of course. But yeah, I mean... It's Do also you, it's also beautiful, and I wouldn't ever move conduit anywhere else or anything like that because yeah. what makes us conduit is being here to kind of 
like I said about the roasting position, like you're just kind of a pivot point for mm-hmm. people's interest in, in the fact that they can come into a roastery and see that pivot point at work and like see it happen before it gets yeah. out to the cafes. And stuff the, like there's that. also so much like history and connection in this area for coffee, right? which is a really good thing. Yeah. So just yesterday, was it yesterday? I think a couple days of this recording, so you can still find it online, but there's a really wonderful article out in the Seattle times called about the Pellington village and about our landlord and preserving lower cost rent for people like us pellington village pellington with one l is that that's not the name of the space you're in is it yeah oh wow this whole junky area has a name (laughs) also what i've learned in seven years is that none of my friends look up at the tops of these buildings to see our new sign (laughs) wait wait wait. there's a new sign yeah how new is this sign well so we don't have to stop recording i'll show you the photo of it all right cool uh, honestly, it's been two weeks, Joseph. I haven't seen you since it was. Oh, okay. I have, I have, I did notice the fence that you put up on the lovely yes. roof deck. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen that before. It's big. Pellington Village. P E L I N G T O N. Interesting. Village. All right. I'll try to. Put it takes a village to raise a roaster. I'll try to, I'll try to uh, link that in the show notes. Um, but it's it's uh, over the years. So when I when I met you here first, um, I think you had just taken over this extra room. Yeah, like that was in the in first the tiny, year. You started in the tiny yeah. back room, then you expanded. No, you definitely you had built the office because I don't think I was here. I think I came after the office was built. Like right yes, because it was the Miguel and Joseph transcendental higher level of learning or some name that we had for the office because there was another Joseph. There was another Joseph. That's right. And that's a third crack episode that oh we're going to talk about. Oh, that. yes. So <laughs> if there's man, I've never had such a good idea for third. crack. Honestly, <laughs> if there's any reason to subscribe. Yeah. Okay. For the third. Yeah, crack. You don't want to miss this third crack. All right. Um, um, who's the other Joseph? Why did I accuse you of being a spy with a mask? She accused me a lot of a lot of things. Yes. And and I've uh, never trusted you. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if this could, episode's how could, real. How could you trust Ravine either? So, let's see. So you started back there. Yeah, and you, um, so when you were here, we had finished the office ish, mm-hmm. um, and we saw the espresso machine along that wall, that goofy little that's Nova right, that, Simonelli. That, that Shout out to uh, to Barry at Broadcast Junker for giving us workhorse. Yeah, yeah, man, that was cool. Yeah, and we did everything in there. And this room that we're in now didn't really exist. This is. Still the exterior. Do we have chain link fences still when you were here? Or did we have this door built? You had you had the door. I'm right. pretty sure you had the door. But, but it, it was, was still like an unframed room yeah. that didn't have a lot in it. You, Mostly trash. The red have, couch was down here. No, you got the fridge later on. It was around that same time, but like yeah. that spring-ish. Yeah, yeah. We had a walk-in freezer in here. Yeah. For another thing, you know, that was the real food buying club. I mean, if you think about it, looking back on everything and all the stuff that's so frustrating... Some of the most frustrating things have also been some of the best ideas that we had yeah. coming through here. And we just threw ourselves at because mm. they were cool and yeah. good people. And then something gets just, pear-shaped on it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and it, it it's like and it, so, it was a bunch of like a lot of really good ideas that were really in line with uh, your vision for the business. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had the crazy down the street. We had the method I went to court over. Yeah. We had the. Uh, shops is closed up on Veterans Day, never opened up again, and brought their ground of coffee to them. And they just like, oh, sorry, we closed our business up. And it's like, thanks for letting me know. Um, yeah, I so mean, if you think, yeah, like just 
crazy stuff. Yeah, those of you listening, if you're wondering why Conduit doesn't have a cafe, you're kind of hearing a little bit of the stories. <laughs> Just a few of them. <laughs> we don't no need to go into details, but... Uh, Cafes are not, expensive, and most people easy. don't realize what they're getting into it yeah. when they get into that. And, uh, yeah. we, we have talked a little bit about the... Uh, we definitely try and warn them, but it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a... I'm pretty good at just... Romanticism around that. Yeah. I'm pretty good at just about. shutting people down at that point. Um, so that's what I've learned also, especially in the last year, is like just... But one thing I, I think I have started to notice is like for myself being in it as long as I have, and I'm sure you've probably started to notice this as well, is that even though it's like really difficult and and the industry has a lot of challenges um, in, in itself... Um, the longer you're around, like there are, there are benefits to just being around longer. Yeah. Like people know, notice they're like, Oh, you're still here. Right. <laughs> Cause that's not common. Four years ago when we're two, three years old and they're like, yeah, there's a million yeah. of you. Yeah, let's small let's see you in a few years. Like 75 yeah. of us had opened up in a two year span in right. the Western Washington or down to Portland or whatever that sat was mm-hmm. like, it's so many people. And yeah. it's sad to see them go. It's sad to see like, you know, good people start their business and then, you have a kid and now you can't be a small business owner anymore, yeah. you know? And that's, it's a, I don't know. We don't need to turn the celebration of our seven year anniversary. No, 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 no. Challenges no but, it's but like what I was saying is that you've been, you've been able to get some like really great partnerships. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot more and like things like the Airbnb tours experience yep. and all this kind of thing, just because you keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and I think, I don't know if that's the case in a, in a lot of other like business industries, that kind of thing, but it seems like, uh, as far as coffee goes, anyways, the longer you grind at it, the more you actually do get out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the more you grind at it, or the more, more extracted more you, you become. Grind at it, the the finer, finer you are. Area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joseph, you're pretty water soluble right now. Oh, oh my! Aren't you a big old sack of water? I feel so over extracted right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, at least you're looking pretty natural. Oh, thank you. Cool. Uh, I just want to appreciate everybody that's been a part of the story, and the podcast has been a big part Mm -hmm. of that, and you for Sir Joseph. The biggest thing is that it's already been seven years. We should probably look at when we started the podcast, because we got to be like five years at least. I think we're, yeah. Because we definitely didn't start it right away in the first year. We might have passed five years, though. I think it was our second. It might. I think it was our second December being open. Yeah. Because we did the pumpkin pie pairing and stuff like that. So it might have been around my year anniversary. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was just before my year. So wait, your anniversary is in December. So we passed five years this last winter with the podcast. Then. Oh no. <laughs> How did we miss that? I think it's actually kind of appropriate that we celebrate our five year with the podcast about halfway through the fifth year. <laughs> That's true. Huh. Well, we'll look and see when that started, and then maybe do a little special. Or maybe one event. of you can tell us. Yeah. Oh, are there we... any listeners? I will. What will you do, Jesse? Uh, I don't know how we could prove this. I just, I think. Well, I'll tell you what. I would like to know if, if anybody has ever been listening to us for yeah, the if, entire duration. If you've it. been listening to us from the very beginning, uh, please let us know. I will write you a handwritten note. Maybe we should come up with a survey that they can. No, just email us. Sounds like a lot of work. Just just email Joseph at coffeeloversradio.com and, uh, and, say and I will write you a nice note. And thanks for 
What's your favorite part of the last six years, seven years, five years? Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the last five to seven years? <laughs> five to seven. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I appreciate all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited about all the stuff, the tours, the podcasting, just the getting content out there because we just want to help elevate the industry and keep us rocking one one podcast at a time all right uh we're gonna go to the third crack where you're gonna not want to miss out on the the joe squared (sighs) actually i'm looking forward to hearing this because i can't remember some of the details other than it's pretty funny it was hilarious yeah it's definitely gonna be a little bit whatever third third crack third crack coming up yep next week we got an awesome awesome podcast coming out i think yep definitely not recording it in 20 minutes but nope <laughs> definitely not looking definitely at not the things we're going to be talking about the right four now things the four things yep all right all cheers. right joseph cheers happy seven this has been joseph and jesse with coffee lovers radio thank you for listening and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter visit coffeeloversradio.com there you can listen to our shows click through to our patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!